When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The only place to read your emails and your tweets. It's Monday, October 17th, and this is another No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, is Taff Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you! Next to him, we got the bearded one, Matasha Hotboy, Trey Kirby. hey hey And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. PYP, baby. Play your part. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Email in okay. your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. That's what we're doing on today's Beach Step and read in your emails and your tweets. This week's No Dunk schedule, it's a doozy. The NBA season starts tomorrow night. Can you is that believe weird? It? it doesn't feel like it is to me, but it does. Uh, but we got a lot of shows coming at you from the Classic Factory. Tomorrow, we're going to do some NBA tiers both the East and the West, mm. breaking them down. Who's Tier 1? Is there a 1A and 1B? Oh. Tier 2. Those tiers. Yeah. Well. Those not crying not, tiers. Not tier no. Saying the saddest things we can think about this Oh, season. you want to do that instead? <laughs> yeah. Bring, bring your saddest potential moment <laughs> to the podcast. Okay. There'll be a form of tiers tomorrow, live at 10 a.m. Eastern here from the Classic Factory. Uh, later in the day, no bunts, mm-hmm. with Tass breaking down uh, the latest in the what was that? What do you call that? Division series? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, They'll be over tonight when the Yankees lose to the Guardians. <laughs> so we'll update you on the championship series coming up. You're calling your shot, are you? It's tough. It's tough with the bloop brigade, uh, <laughs> as they're called by the athletic. The, the Guardians, okay. they bloop you to death. Wow. No dingers. But they'll get it done. Okay. They'll get it done against the Yankees. Okay, so that's no bunts tomorrow. That's a Grant Brisby special. Oh, I do believe. The bloop brigade. So good. That's so good. good. Uh, then, in the afternoon tomorrow, at around 3.30 p.m. Eastern, the Athletic NBA show, they're doing a live stream to get everybody hyped for the NBA season couple of us are going to jump on that. Yes, sir. So we'll be joining their cast of characters, uh, the Athletic NBA Show. We'll be tweeting out all this. And then, this is new. We're going to give it a go. A little pregame stream to get you hyped for Sixers Celtics, the first game on TNT tomorrow night. So around 6.45, uh, no dunks. We'll just go live on YouTube. It won't be a podcast. Come hang with us as we uh, go over our uh, you know, last-minute thoughts before the actual season starts. So busy, busy day. A lot. On Tuesday. We'll be crying. <laughs> we'll be basket buds. Then we'll take a Sir Foster. Quick pregame stream, and we'll be ready to go. That's right. And hitting dingers. Don't forget that. Oh, I forgot about the dings. Yeah. Uh, no, we're blooping it, baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No homers. And then the rest of the week, you know, once Wednesday hits, it's into the daily show, live at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, quickly turned into a podcast, the drop on Friday. We've got Is This Good? Uh, what else? Survivor recap podcast with no buffs. So, my God. Yes. Yeah. It'll be fun. Lots and lots of shows. But... We got great questions here, and we got new merch to celebrate the new <laughs> NBA season. Because I just told you how how busy the Classic Factory is. I mean, production just through the roof right now. So we've got to celebrate with these Classic Factory, the neon signed shirts. We're showing them to everybody on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, go to nodunks.com and look at the new merch. Because not only do we have shirts with the neon sign available on black and purple, and you can get them in hoodie form if you want as well. But we also have mugs. Hey. Ha-ha. <laughs> That's a nice Black mug. Black mug. Yeah. <laughs> don't see it often. How do you take you your coffee mug? Yeah, black. That's right. <laughs> and this is new. This is new. Uh, we're trying out some hats. Yes, the Classic Ooh. Factory hat. Dad hat. Dad hat. So uh, go grab that if you want. All of this available at nodunks.com. Look at Trey rocking it. He's got the sample. That's right. How's it feel? It looks actually awesome on you. 
Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think it looks pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, it's Wear Pink Week at school for my girls. I felt I was playing my part as well. It also kind of reminds me of, like, what Brett the Hitman Hart would wear. This could be, like, Hart Foundation gear as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, the best there is. Black and... <laughs> Best there was, and the, the best there ever will be. Oh, maybe we should start marketing the podcast as that. Hey, hey, hey. Can we do that? <laughs> Would Brett the Hitman Hart put us in a sharpshooter? Uh, tap dance for a while. I'm going to check the trademark <laughs> <Okay>. office <laughs> with the United States government here. Uh, we did have some big news over the NBA weekend as well. The Warriors made two huge commitments uh, on Saturday by signing Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole to separate four-year contract extensions. Wiggins' deal reportedly worth about $109 million, so he's taking a pay cut, he is. which is uh, interesting. And then Poole reportedly will receive $120 23 million in guaranteed money with the chance to make another 17 million in incentives over the life of the deal. So, four 109 Wiggins, four 140. That's what the headline says for pool. But as I just said, it's really 123, and then you got the incentives. Um, what do you think about these? Shocked at all with the amount pool got there with Wiggins, what he's doing, and then what this all means maybe for Draymond. Yeah, the big thing is what it means for Draymond because I expected with the Warriors how they pay guys to pay Wiggins and Poole. I guess when you see them back-to-back, the two guys who celebrated the championship and were in the locker room saying to each other, hey, you're going to get a bag. You're going to get a bag. They both got bags on the exact same day. Poole has handled the Draymond sucker punch very, very well. He has come in, basically not said anything to disrupt the chemistry, has been balling. And they believe that he is going to be a great player to pay him 123 guaranteed, just a little more than the Tyler Hero contract, mm-hmm. just a little more, uh, because you're that good, plus 17 mil. Along with the Wiggins deal, who he, I think, as you said, a little bit of a cut, he feels good in Golden State. Uh, I, I I went back and looked at an interview when I interviewed him in Minnesota. It was just, just, it was just a quick little, little soundbite, just a quick little interview, and not to say he was unhappy in Minnesota, but he in this interview, he wasn't happy. Oh, he's talking to you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but but it, there was a lot of pressure there. Uh, and I was During be, the interview? I, I was very – no, I wasn't pressurizing Andrew Wiggins. I was asking about loonies and bagged milk, as you often do with a Canadian. The, the, the only questions you can ask a Canadian. I asked him if he was going to be a dunk contest. He just shook his head. I don't think he said no. I think he just shook his head. And I had to answer – I, I will say, though, he was he was paid a ton in, in, in Minnesota. So he got his due – and he was the number one guy there, and he feels better in, in this role here. Mm. The question is what this means for Draymond. He's guaranteed this year, and then a player option for the next year. And honestly, what this means for Clay, because he has two more guaranteed years as well. Because if they're paying Poole, and they're paying Curry, and they're paying Wiggins, and they're playing Looney, it's gonna, they're, those other guys are going to have to take a pay cut. Dre and Clay are going to have to take a pay cut, because you could replace Dre with... In theory, not not as good a player, but the James Wiseman, Kuminga, Moody trio, and be a heck of a lot cheaper because they're paying these other guys a lot more. Yeah. And yeah, the fact is, Dre is going to be 35 when these two years are done, and so is Clay. So unless Dre and Clay are going to take a pay cut, this is the last dance ish, especially for for Dre, who's not guaranteed that second year. So I think he's going to be a professional this season. You said Trey last year or last week that this is last dance kind of feel. I think he'll be into it, but long term, if he's going to be there, it's got to be a pay cut. Oh, absolutely right. Tim Kawakami mentions in his piece breaking down the ins and outs of everything on the athletic. Subscribe at theathletic.com/slash no dunks. One hundred and twenty-three million dollars basically for their guard rotation of Steph, Clay, and now Poole. As Tim says, the stage is being set for Draymond to depart this team in July or earlier, Mm. quite frankly. I like that he adds in the quite frankly (laughs) as well. So I guess the question will be, does Draymond at the end of this season when he's getting to be like 33 years old, does he value having the long years ahead of him over taking a pay cut? Like, if you can find a way to take a pay cut the way Andrew Wiggins did and still somehow make $109 million, that's a solid pay cut. Just a solid $100 million deal that's pitched as a pay cut, but I'm with you. I think the development specifically of Wiseman is massive for the Warriors this season because that will give them a little bit of an idea of if they want to try the next era to really go forward without Draymond. It's hard to imagine them without Draymond. He's the most indispensable indispensable guy 
outside of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the writing on the wall is there for Clay, like you're saying, Tass. But the good thing is he's signed for next season as well, too. He's expensive, but it would cost them probably a player to trade him away because his contract is so big. So they'll likely keep him because they're going to want to keep the young guys as well. But this does feel like we're coming to the end of the Steph, Clay, and Draymond era of the Warriors. That being said, if you win a back-to-back title, it's kind of hard to walk away from that. Yeah, it's an important piece to all of this. How they do this season, how he plays, how it all obviously comes together. Can they run through that West Gauntlet? Can they win in the finals again if they get there? Um, because if Draymond remains with the Warriors through the upcoming season and then he exercises that player option, $27 million, $28 million, ballpark, Golden State would be looking at a roster bill of $483 million at least. Nearly half a billion when we're talking talking luxury taxes here. I mean, it's just insane <laughs> to wrap your head around. And they had a massive one that they just won the title with, but they have said, uh, the owners there in Golden State, that they'd prefer not to go over that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's high as it is. Uh, let's not go to the half a billion stage. So this is why it was always fascinated, fascinating to see, are they picking? Is it is it Poole and Wiggins over Draymond, or what are they doing here? And they have time to figure it out, um, but... It does feel like this could be Draymond's last year with the team, especially, as you said, with the the younger guys in the forwards position coming up in the ranks. I think yeah, that makes sense. Wiseman has had a heck of a preseason, but I don't see Draymond getting traded this season at all. I, I think he gets another run just out of a respect level, out of an importance level. The fact that he's a vet versus we're talking about guys who could replace him that are extremely young. Wiseman's barely been on an NBA floor, uh, and the other guys – yeah, you know, if we're talking Kuminga or somebody like that, yeah, not a lot of experience. I think he gets a full season, and even if he exercises that option, they could trade him next year and not have to pay that bill, which is for every dollar you sign a guy, you pay another eight dollars in luxury tax. It's it's a lot, but the Warriors have indicated that their bankroll is not unlimited. Mm-hmm. They let Gary Payton the second go. They let Otto Porter go uh, this past off season because they didn't want to pay that eight to one ratio. Right, we're right. talking luxury tax, so. I, I, I buy the Draymond gets this year, and, and I think he could say, I'm done. Exercise the player option, get me out of here, even if they win a championship. It's a quiet thing. <laughs> but, he's you know, the, the it could be the end. He could want another big payday, and the Warriors are not going to give him a big payday. I think that's that's the clear indicator here, like not a 30 per for four more years. and, and I, I Do got, you think Draymond could decline his player option and then try and sign a multi-year deal yeah. to stay with the Warriors for less? Wiggins like <laughs> if it's a hundred million dollars probably yeah. yeah yeah it depends on the number uh, depends on the number and depends on how he plays this year too yeah well listen Dre they, was- signed, they signed Clay to an extension when he was coming yeah. off of an injury and then he got hurt again so they gave him a kind of thanks for your service contract maybe they would do the same for Draymond um here's a bold take if Draymond leaves the Warriors after this season Steph Curry will not win another title in Golden State mm. it's never good when management runs the stars out of the out of a legacy team. It just doesn't work. Yeah, but Draymond helped out with that sucker punch. And uh, I think with the play as well. I think that that's the par- big part of it here. He was great in the finals uh, after, he, like, the first two games. Yeah. It was a roller coaster to get there. He, you know, he he sat at the end of, of one game and came back in. They, they So, I mean, yeah, he was good. But how good is he going to be at the age 33 and then 34? I got the math wrong. At the end of next year, he'll be 34. Same with Clay. I, you know. With the, the the coming of James Wiseman. He was good. He was good. Wiseman can't pass like Draymond can. It gets a lot harder for Steph Curry if Draymond's around as well, I think. Um, which is probably why they are so interested in having Poole there as a secondary creator. Because Draymond does average seven assists per game. He's a great passer. And nobody's better at finding Steph when he's open. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I would be nervous if I'm the Warriors contemplating a Draymond-less future. That's fair. That's fair. In other extension news here, uh, the Grizzlies and Brandon Clark reached a four-year, $52 million extension. So significantly less, of course, than your, than your Pool and Wiggins, but he's, uh, you know, at least in this stage of his career, half the player, I would say, uh, of those guys. Uh, he averaged 10-5 in a block last year in 64 games. I thought he was really good. He was a key contributor during their playoff run, too. I had forgotten that in three wins, Clark, against the uh, Wolves, went for 20-8, and 21-15, and 15, and then had a 17-11-5 game with three blocks in that Game 6 clincher. He had three really monster games with the Jaron Jackson Jr. injury. He should get some more time here to start the season. So that seems like a pretty damn good deal. Four for 52. Seems fair, and he's going to get better. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's he he's a hard worker. A good article uh, on the Athletic from Fred Katz about Brandon Clark and he, his journey here. He wasn't a uh, a huge guy in high school. He had to struggle to get there. So I think he'll be better, and he's going to be coming off the bench, which is maybe surprising to some because Stephen Adams is going to be starting. He's a backup five. He ain't the backup four. He's not taking Jared Jackson Jr.'s minutes as a starter, uh, and they've got enough guys to make it happen. But cool for them to continue to pay guys and. You know, I'm in I'm in no bunts baseball mode, but I've got Alex Anthopoulos and what he's doing with the Braves and just signing guys really early to deals that they should be able to surpass in terms of their performance. And that's what it seems like Brandon Clark can do with this 12 mil. Any thoughts on the Grizz signing here or contract extension? I should this say. is going to be one of the best contracts in the league. As soon as the cap goes up, it's already a pretty small yearly number, and he's a really good player. Like He might not be a starter long term, but he's going to be with Jaron Jackson Jr. out to start the season. JJJ has missed time regularly during uh, his career there with the Grizzlies, so I think it's smart to keep a solid backup big around in Brandon Clark as well. Maybe all that practice, he'll remember how to shoot three-pointers, because that's a really weird thing. Yeah, we're buzzing hard whoa, here, but whoa. at the oh, very the boys least, are buzzing. Oh, I feel boy. like he's a uh, Montrez Harrell type, but he can actually play defense, so good stuff. All right, JD, uh... Not sure if we'll we'll ask the stream team if they're hearing that. <laughs> well, I'm not hearing. They're it, not. So. They're oh, not. We're okay. fine. We're fine. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Just turn oh, down minute, the audio. Maybe, We're maybe good. I am all of a sudden. The Brooklyn Nets. I'll keep going here. Announced on Sunday that guards Seth Curry and Joe Harris will not be ready for the regular season opener against the Pelicans as they continue their respective rehab plans. Uh, Seth Curry underwent off-season ankle surgery, and Joe Harris had two ankle surgeries last season which limited him to just 14 games. So Royce O'Neal is going to get the start, and uh, we'll see how long it takes for these guys to get back. But pretty instrumental if the Nets are going to be a real team this year. They will uh, need those guys for sure. It's going to be a uh, – it's going to be something we're talking about, I think, the first few weeks. They, they, they would take a lot of pressure off the, the big stars of the Brooklyn Nets. You may not want to be talking about the Brooklyn Nets the first few weeks of the season, but it's going to happen. Mm. It's going to happen. We're going to be talking a lot about them, I think. Any thoughts on this? I don't think that Seth Curry and Joe Harris are make or break for the Brooklyn Nets, but I still can't believe I let you guys trick me into taking the over for this team. Mm. They've already got three of their top ten guys are out of the rotation now, including TJ Warren. One of the top ten is Ben Simmons, who hasn't played basketball in 16 months. Two of the other ones are Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So... If any of those guys go down, it's a way bigger deal, but not a great start <laughs> to the season for the Nets, uh, especially the Joe Harris thing, man. He's been out for such a long time, and it feels like he probably won't get back to the Clay thompson light kind of character he was early in his Nets career. Should we get into our first question? Let's do it, baby. All right, first question. Hey, Dunksters, I had an interesting thought this weekend. Imagine the Lakers pan out even worse than many of us expect this year. There's a reasonable chance they become a lottery team. This means there's an actual statistical possibility they could wind up with the number one pick in next year's draft and win the Wembenyama sweepstakes. Imagine the best prospect in a generation going to one of the NBA's biggest and most glamorous franchises. That is, of, of course, until New Orleans gets their Anthony Davis pick swap from L.A. Ah, what a twist. snatches him away, which is exactly what would happen. I'm embarrassed to admit how much joy this realization brought to me when I played this out. I rarely take pleasure in the misfortune of others, but with the Lakers, I make an exception. What is your biggest NBA shot and throw at a moment of the last 20 years? Congrats on your 18 years. Been with you for all of them. That is from Jamario Moon Knight, which is a great name. Good question, and he's, he's hoping this comes to fruition here. Nah. The Lakers struggle that bad, win the number one pick, and oh, here you go. Here you go, New Orleans. Uh, yeah, that's a, a tough question where you derive some pleasure from someone's pain in the National Basketball Association. But I think in 2011, Mavs Heat, it was the Heatles' first NBA Finals uh, with LeBron and Dwayne Wade. After Game 4, Dirk played with an illness. It was the Game 5 shoot-around that morning. And shoot-around uh, had just ended. Dwayne Wade and LeBron were walking down a hallway. Camera shoved in Dwayne Wade's face. And uh, he performed for the camera and mocked Dirk Nowitzki. <coughs> I got a sickness. <coughs> and LeBron followed suit. <coughs> so they were both mocking Dirk yeah. for playing with an illness. When the series was 2-2, and in a way I was kind of happy that the Heat lost because they acted like kids and mocked Dirk. And 
I, you know, I had one of those Wade and LeBron moments too. I, I had a moment that I, I want to take back. Vince Carter was traded from the Toronto Raptors in uh, 2004. He went and played with the Nets. He came back to the Air Canada Center. I was up in the nosebleeds back when you could pay uh, a reasonable price for a seat in Air Canada. And uh, he got on the floor. The arena was booing. It was a great, great game. He kicked the Raptors' ass, and at the end of it, I, I thought I'd throw in. I yelled out, you'll never win anything, Vince! And uh, I feel bad about that because he never won anything. Uh, he yeah. never won. Uh, he did win my heart, and that's why he hurt me. <laughs> he hurt me, and that's how I acted out. I responded in that manner. <laughs> and so uh, that was my schadenfreude moment. Okay. Uh, but uh, we all made up. Vince is cool with it. He heard me, and then he came back on. He came on the stars a few times, um, and all good. And Wade and LeBron apologized for what they what they did. Young young guys acting out in front of the camera there, uh, but it's a it's not a good clip, not a good look for them. Came back to bite him in the ass. Came back yeah. to bite him in the ass. What do you Big What time. do you got, Trey? Uh, speaking of getting bit in the ass, uh, for me it was when the Paul Pierce wheelchair game story got revealed to be a potential poop pants story. Yep. Still unclear what really actually happened uh, and why Paul Pierce had to go to the back, but I'm going to believe deep in my heart that it was a poop pants incident. (laughs) Uh, And that coming out of like a classic, most iconic moment for a player who a lot of uh, people like to root against, myself included. Very funny. Uh, (laughs) That would be revealed as a possible reason. It's more than likely he just uh, had to go back for any other reason. But that's the most fun one to believe in. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely is. That's a fun question. If you've got answers, let us know in the stream team right now. Tweet them in at no Dunk Sync or drop them in the comments section if you're watching this later on YouTube. Uh, JD still trying to figure out what the hell is going on here in the Classic Factory. We're happy. Well, to... the good news is I don't think people are hearing it. It's not. Them. It's yeah, uh, something it's with you. our connection just yeah. in our headphones where it's just. All right, uh, I'll uh, creep around. The don't boys are buzzing me. in the yeah. headphones for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, but let's take our first break. Maybe JD can uh, hopefully figure this out. And we got tons more questions here on Beach Step and Don't Go Anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, back to the beach. Tassie got our next one here. We got some great questions that everybody sent in. Send them in, NoDunks at TheAthletic.com or tweet them in at NoDunksInc. Hola, No Dunks. Scotty Barnes will average a 25-point triple-double lead the Raptors to a top four seed, and win most improved and MVP. (laughs) What is one outlandish prediction you have for this season that would make you look like a wizard if it comes true? Josh W. bringing the Scotty Barnes prediction. Wow. A little much, but go for it, Josh. Go for (laughs) it. Uh, Who else? You're a wizard, Josh. (laughs) Uh, Kirby, what do you got? (laughs) Nobody calls me by the last name. Yeah. I was going to say, you're a wizard, Kirby. <laughs> okay. Like you're a wizard, Harry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm familiar. Um, for me, I think it would be the Bulls getting a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. I don't even think it's true. I don't actually think it's going to happen, but I had to say something about the Bulls because they're the least talked about team in the league right now. 
It's crazy. Yeah. You don't hear anything about yeah. the Bulls right now. Season ended poorly last year. They got blown out by the Bucks at the end uh, of their playoff series. A large part of the reason that they came in, or that they struggled so much last year, was injuries. They're coming in and injured this year, but it's like, can we get some mention on a single, a single national podcast here? Look at their division. Okay. This is the saddest thing to me. Bucks come up all the time. They're a championship contender. Understandable. Cleveland Cavaliers, surprise team last year, traded for Donovan Mitchell. They get talked about all the time. Chicago Bulls finished second in the division last year. They were a good team. They've still got two All-Stars. You hear about them so much fewer than the Pacers, who are complete trash, and the Detroit Pistons, who might be exciting this year. Mm -hmm. You hear so much more about the Pacers and Pistons, and they're going to get as many wins as the Bulls get for this entire season combined. So the Bulls are going to finish number four in the Eastern Conference. What a wizard. Alohomora. Outlandish. But you are true Lumos. that they are not talked about a lot. No, no, not at all. Even me, I'm not that excited to talk about them this year. I'm like, well, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? A big part of it is like, yeah, they just didn't do anything in the offseason of any real note. So they didn't do anything. You can't much. even like yeah. debate like, oh, that'll be a game changer or, or that'll hurt them. Like there's just really nothing. Of course, the injuries. And yeah, it's tough to like, top four would be crazy. That would be Amazing, I think, especially when we've gone over all the Eastern Conference teams. Um, but you can't, yeah, outside of like maybe they're a playing team, it's tough to like convince yourself otherwise. It's really weird. I'm with you on that one. 46 wins last year. I know. They right. were five away from yeah. having home court in the in the first round. Um, but it doesn't feel like that this year because the Cavs have likely passed them up yeah. with the Mitchell acquisition, not to mention just another year of growth. The Hawks could pass them up. I think that one's kind of still up in the air. Mm-hmm. The Raptors didn't do anything this year, no. but people are giving the Raptors a whole lot of respect, mm-hmm. even though they got smoked in the playoffs last year as well. Yeah. Yeah, the Raps aren't talked about a lot. Not either. true. Raptors are talked about all the time because there's a big Canadian influence among NBA media mm. with you 2 and <laughs> Zach Lowe. <laughs> yeah, that's why the Raptors come up all the time. Yeah, because I, I think they come up because they're disrespected amongst the non-Canadian media. So the, the Canadians got to stand up. They won 48 games last year and are healthier, and they should be a 50-win team. So the Canadians are standing up for the non-Canadians. On NBA TV, as, as, as I mentioned earlier, Brendan Haywood didn't have him as a postseason team. It's a repeat of Dennis Scott from last year with mm-hmm. NBA TV. How do you not have him as a playoff team when they're healthier, unlike the Bulls, who it is surprising yeah, how little they're talked about considering they're a 46 win, they were a 46-win team last year. I'd say we're talking wizardry. I'd say even the Magic are talked about more. That, uh, exactly right. For sure be, they are. As being a bad team. That'll go away in the first few weeks. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Probably like, true. Yeah. Like basically the Magic and Pacers, and to some degree the Pistons are talked about as which team is going to end up the 15th seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what it's about. So that'll go away. Uh, but the Bulls, yeah, they're overlooked. It, it is it is wild. The Lonzo injury is uh, a huge chunk of it, but they should be good. Uh, they, sh- they should be solid, but I do think the Cleveland Cavaliers have passed them up, and that's why my prediction is the Cavs will be the three seed. Okay, it's not it's not that's crazy, not but still, for them to be a three seed with uh, the Bucks, Celtics, I, I think I don't know, depending on how you look at things, uh, would be the top two seeds for a lot of teams. I think it's going to be the Sixers and the Celtics, but that would mean if the Cavs are the three seed that they're passing one of those teams. They're passing, you know, either the Sixers plus the Heat, uh, plus your Raptors, plus the Nets, obviously, plus the Bulls. So a third place finish would be monstrous, and I could see that happening. 44-win team last year with a lot of injuries. Everybody was injured. And I think the chemistry is going to be so good and able to bring in Donovan Mitchell and ride it. I think I think it's going to be great. So a 50-win team, I do expect them to be, and they could be a top four seed. Let's go top three. Let's go top three. And uh, old takes exposed. That's, that's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even good enough for an old takes exposed. But you just said take. you got the Raptors as a 50-win team. Yeah. And the Cavs. Yeah. I assume the Bucks. Yeah. And the Sixers. Yeah. And the Celtics. And the Celtics. 550 win teams. 550 win teams. How's that going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> and the Bulls are going to finish fourth in the Eastern Conference. It doesn't add up. <laughs> it doesn't add up. Well, those those other teams are going to win five games each. Uh, <laughs> Magic, Pistons, yeah. Pacers, Hornets are going to be down there. It's, it's Yeah, it's, it's a wild conference. But they'll all win 50, no more than 50, <laughs> and uh, the math should work out. I'll stick with uh, a team prediction here then as my outlandish prediction. I'll go to the West, though. 
I feel like I'm the only one from the, uh, you know, the the NBA media pundits that's a little higher than the on the Blazers than most people. Blazers are not getting a lot of love, and when they're mm-hmm. talked about, it's like, oh, well, they won't be able to stop anyone, and this will be another wasted year for Damian Lillard, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I don't believe that. So I'm going to say the Blazers are the surprise team finishing in the, I'll go top six, so they'll avoid the play-in. I think that's, I don't know if that's outlandish. If you want to, outlandish and maybe top five, outlandish would be home court advantage. Even I don't believe that. But I'll say they actually get into the playoffs. So give me top six. Wow. Yeah, and I don't need to, like, go over all the things I've said about them and why I believe in them because we talked about them in our season preview predictions. A couple of times I went on my Blazers rant that, uh, you know, I hate betting against a healthy Damian Lillard. I like the defensive pieces they have added in Gary Payton second, in Jeremy Grant. Um, So I just, uh, you know... I think they're being overlooked. I really think Damian Lillard is being overlooked. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of his age, and he just didn't play. Because he had the serious injury there with the abdomen, but not me. So I'm high on the Blazers still. Last two healthy seasons for Lillard, though, they were a play-in team, is the concern yeah. for me. Yeah. And they're kind of just going back to a, a slightly more balanced version of the Blazers team that they've had. They're Honestly, they're kind of like the Bulls. You're like, we think you'll probably be okay. And yeah. that's kind of where they settle for me. So I think it's... You would be a wizard. If they somehow end up in the top six, I would be surprised. Yeah, okay. And I do believe Damian Lillard, and uh, a lot of it is athlete speak when you hear a guy say, it's the best I've ever felt in my career. But because it was an adductor, abdominal sort of issue, it's it's somewhere in that abdominal wall. Yeah. Um, it's not a knee, ankle, and he took off several months, essentially, yeah. just to get it right. At 32, does he feel his best? Maybe that's a little crazy, but... But I'm buying that's that he feels fresh for the yeah, first time in his career. Yeah, he's he should he should come out balling. He'll be scoring. I'll give everybody an update in case you're curious. JD, you had it you had it fixed for a hot second, <laughs> and then you went back over to your uh, station there and clicked a button, and then suddenly the buzz was back. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something you did over here, thumbs up, and then when you went back. It was back, so, so there you go. Anyway. Stay under the desk is what <laughs> Yeah, troll, get under there. <laughs> the troll. All right, our next question. Uh, hey, No Dunks. Let's pretend that just before the start of this coming NBA season, you fall into a coma. You then come out of the coma just after the NBA Finals, and you realize you missed everything. Someone then hands you a tablet, and you have two choices. You can watch the top 50 dunks of the season, or you can watch the top 50 assists of the season. You can only pick one. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this tablet that you can only watch one <laughs> single-use tablet video on it. But the question is, which one are you going with? I feel like if you put up a poll, dunks would win in a landslide. But I think assists is the correct answer. This is from Kirk. Tass, you just woke up from the coma. Here's your tablet, and you're like, "Well, what happened?" Let's see some highlights. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching. No, you don't ask how your family's doing. You don't ask what's going on. You Show me some plays. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, you got to pick, though, man. I only got the, uh, you know, the data if, for one video to play. If only Lee Ellis was here, he'd pick the top 50 free, free throws, throws of the wow. season. Uh, the, I'm going to be with the people, I hope. Trey just put up a poll on YouTube. It's got to be the dunks. Of course I love assists. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, same. Uh, but w- I don't get why. <laughs> I don't get why, why would you pick assists over the dunks. The moments that you will remember the most, I hope you're not in a coma. If you watch the 22-23 <laughs> season, you're going to remember Anthony Edwards dunking on Utah Watanabe or, you know, going back, you know, the Blake dunks. Are you really going to remember the, the assists? No, you're, you're going to remember them probably, misremember them probably because you're in a coma, but you're going to remember like Wade to LeBron. That wasn't even an alley-oop with the picture. Ooh, oh, uh, you know, the Ooh. picture with Wade spreading his wings and LeBron over top of him. That wasn't an alley-oop, but you wanted it to be better. You know what, what's better than an assist? I'll tell you. A dunk. Hmm. The jams. <laughs> a guy that hosts a show called No Dunks. He's yeah, saying that. yeah, you got to go jams. Okay. Go dunks. Okay. Trey, can you can you make the case for dimes, or does it have to be dunks? Uh, Kirk makes a good case for dimes. It could be the correct answer because when you're watching assists, they often lead to dunks. So you're seeing a bunch of dunks in a top Ooh. 50 assists. Yeah, usually. But you should pick the dunks. It's the signature play in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, watch those top fifty dunks. That's what people talk about. Yeah, and I, I will, uh, I'll go with dunks here in this, uh, you know, hypothetical in the poll or whatever. Because the other part is, as much as I love a great assist, 
you know, and like think of Jokic assists or LeBron or Luka over the last couple of years, or even some wild card ones. You know, I love always love a uh, you know like a fifty foot like bounce pass that goes Long between three people. Nice. I love it. Like you know, that's sicko stuff. We love that stuff. But I will say, when you watch the top fifty assists, like the compilation, it should be like really top twenty, maybe top ten even, and it's like. 50, you're getting some like somewhat generic dimes, I would say. Dunks, even the 50th best dunk is. I guess what I'm saying, yeah, the 50th best sure. dunk is going to be better than generally the 15th best assist of that season. <laughs> I right? agree. So, because you know, you're dunking bag. on people usually is a big part of it. So, I think it has to be dunks. That's fair. Listen, I'm happy with the poll results. Okay. Call uh, it right now. Yeah, it's 50-50. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, 52 now for top 50 dunks. Uh-oh. Get a couple uh, yeah. votes in here. Yeah, so it's pretty close. And I say I'm happy with it because, as Eric K says here in the stream team, real sickos love assists. Our fans are sickos. Yeah. They, they love the basketball. I agree. I, agree. I, I do agree. The sickos are get into the assists. You know why? Because everybody likes dunks. And then... A lot of people like assists, mm. but more people like dunks. Uh, so you're a sicko, and that's cool. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to enjoy the Jokic assist reel from this year. It's going to be ridiculous right. with guys like Bruce Brown running around, cutting everywhere, and Jamal Murray back. Yeah, th- that reel is going to be ridiculous. The dunk, the dunk reel will be good, too. A part of this, too, is not all of them. I want to make that very clear because some of these throws that they make, uh, you know, just pinpoint passes, and they're obviously just, like, they're giants, so they can do stuff that we can't even do because we're normal-sized humans. But some of the passes you can do. You know what I mean? It's like you can throw a similar dime in a pickup run. <laughs> and it's sure. like, that's amazing. Like You know, I'm talking, like, you know, over the heads, around the back, stuff like that, between traffic. You ain't doing some. You ain't doing these dunks. You know, there's a, there's a handful maybe in the stream team that can, but most of us are not doing these dunks on other guys that are six seven six eight. Uh, so that's a no, part of it too. I agree. Uh, there's that. But good question there, Kirk. Kirk Gibson sent that in. He looked <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. Right, what do you got? Thanks, Kirk. You All watching right. home runs or outfield assists, Kirk Gibson? Ooh. This is an argument for outfield assists. They're very rare. People in the stream team trying to equate that that angle, that assists are extremely rare. No, they're not. There's like one every play. <laughs> well, I mean, sick highlight assists. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> okay. uh, next one here. It comes from Josh Mantis on Twitter. A specific question about a player. How good would OG Ananobi be if he didn't have such bad luck with injuries? I feel like every time he gets on a run, he gets hurt. Trey, you're right. We talk about the Raptors a lot, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a specific mm-hmm. OG Ananobi question. Skeets, you want this one? I, I thought this was interesting because we just did, uh, in our last season preview, make or break season for players. And right. we went over some stars like Anthony Davis and some other players that are like, are they, like DeAndre Hunter was my pick. Like, are they a really, really good player? Can they stay on the floor? You know, and all that. I think OG could have been maybe on that list. Again, it's a bit of a stretch for make and break. Because even Hunter, he's going to have a long NBA career, but it's like, how good are you? And can you play? And so there's some similarities there. Um, I'm just like trying to think what OG's ceiling is. Yeah, that's like, the where question. Does they, where does he top out as a player? Well, I think Josh Mantis and a lot of the Raptors fan base think that he is Pascal Siakam part deux. And that's, that's a, it's a reach. It's a he's reach. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. You break down the numbers when he's healthy, in isolation, he just doesn't have that type of game. He right. can't break guys down. That's just not him. He needs lanes. He needs to be set up. He's not going to break guys down. Done and done. But I, the I've, perfect, when healthy, third or fourth best oh, player on your amazing, team. Amazing, I mean, amazing. But people see the Pascal jump, a guy who wasn't a high pick, and they want OG to be in that same light. He's a different guy. He's obviously gotten hurt, but I don't think that really has – It's. It's you know, interrupted his flow, but I don't think it's really changed his game by or, or hindered his game mm-hmm. by any means. Uh, the Raptors show and Will, who did a good job when I was listening to hours and hours of summer uh, podcasting. They'd go on four-hour banter runs <laughs> uh, when they would just chat about OG. The part of it was OG and an OB and his growth. Like Josh, people wondering where the heck it's going. And Will did a good job of breaking down the isolation numbers. And we were on a, a Raptor Show podcast. Somebody uh, actually said, hey, what the heck? You guys were on a podcast? Trey, Tass, you're on the Raptor Show? Why don't you tell everybody? I guess we didn't tell people on the pod. Uh, <laughs> true, so true. Yeah. We got to be better at that. 
you know, the, we we got to be better. At we retweeted everyone. it. Turn on your retweets. <laughs> turn on your RTs. Yeah, turn on your RTs. Anyways, uh, as what a non secret? as a non Raptors guy, what's what's OG's ceiling? You think, Trey? I think he's at it. I think he's a really really good starter. And I think yeah. if you want OG Ananobi to be more, it's taken away from Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam, which is probably a problem for the Raptors at this point. His last healthy season really was nineteen twenty. Played sixty nine out of seventy two games. Very nice. He had a jump his next season, his fourth year. But he's missed 30 or more games in each of those two seasons. He's up to 20% usage, so he's doing his part out there. One-fifth of the team. Yep. 17 points per game. He plays quality defense. I'm with Tass, and I'm with the Raptors show. He's not a great off-the-dribble player, but he's a solid catch-and-shoot three-pointer guy and also can attack if the defense is already bent his way. But he just doesn't seem to have like a smooth dribble package. It's a little bit robotic out there. But he's a perfect third option on a team because he can do those things when – the court is bent the way that he needs it to be yeah. court, uh, needs it to be bent. So, yeah, I mean, maybe as Van Vliet and Siakam get a little bit older and relinquish some of the responsibility from the Raptors, he steps up a little bit more. But I think he's kind of what he is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. If he steps up into that role, which he did at times last year, it doesn't end all that well. That's why his numbers, I think, were down last year. Not, you mean taking on a larger yeah, role when he was yeah. forced to? He's a complimentary yeah. guy, right? Yeah. And that's... That's fine. Um, his efficiency started to dip yeah, once exactly. he was asked to do more. Exactly. Uh, I think Eric Kareen was writing his predictions for The Athletic, uh, and he actually wonders if Gary Trent Jr. could be a potential guy moved at the trade deadline when you're looking at the books for the Raptors. And I think OG could be as well. And that usage percentage that you said was like, whatever, 2021. Is that going to be the same this year with Barnes taking on more of a role? And, you know, Siakam... His even usage percentage was down uh, over the last little bit compared to his championship run there. Gary Trent Jr. could take on a bigger role. Chua even, they may run stuff yeah, more through. I, wonder, I just wonder if that does go down. And maybe that's a good thing, though, for OG. Seriously. Like, yeah. if he's happy with that. If he's happy with yeah. that. Because yeah. there have been rumblings that he wasn't happy with that. Yeah, They shot that down, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes. But, yeah, Pascal just being healthy to start the season, too. Limits what OG can yeah. do, and yeah, Mr. Scotty Barnes. That's that's a big factor. That's the that's the big one, and which is why I'm almost more like convinced if the Raptors were to move one of those two, Gary Trent Jr. or or OG, like feels like your 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 bases are covered more <laughs> moving OG because you have Scotty Barnes yeah. sort of in that role. Yeah, yeah like, that's my have... thinking, and they really the Raptors desperately need shooting, and Gary Trent Jr. is one of their best shooters. So yeah, he's not six nine. So you move on from him because everybody else is – Yeah, there's a yeah. prototype there with the Raptors. But I think it's still kumbaya. I think they all, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all still happy to play together, and this is going to be a 50-win team, baby. Yeah. People start to become unhappy with the roles when the L's start piling up. And then you're start, and then you're like, hey, what, if I had more of the ball or more responsibility, we wouldn't be losing these games. That's, what, that's just natural reaction. But if you're winning, then uh, everyone's basically on board. Good question there, Josh. Great question, Specific Josh. Question. Um None of us picked OG for MIP though, which was good. We've learned because that yeah, was a I think I had thing. him two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. There was a there was a, a most improved for OG. It felt like three years running. Uh, I don't think I've seen many this year. I, I picked him one year specifically because he did like a between the legs pop 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 dribble. It looked exactly like Kawhi Leonard. I was like, well, this guy's the next Kawhi oh, Leonard. Geez. One clip. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> I guess if you came out of a coma, you'd want to see the dribble packages. <laughs> <laughs> Top 50 between the legs dribbles. Yeah. Go. Okay. Uh, next one. Howdy, no dunkers. I was listening to the newly released Red Hot Chili Peppers album this week. There's a new album out, and I only knew that because my buddy Grish just told me. Uh, what? <laughs> they put uh, out two records in yeah, 2022? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they must have just done a ton of recordings, and they're like, ah, I'll just split it into two albums. Anyway. Unlimited yeah. Love and Return of the Dream Canteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Return of the Dream. Uh, so anyway, that dropped, uh, and uh, this person, Jacob, was listening to it in between our season previews, and Jacob began to draw parallels between NBA teams and musical acts. The best one I could come up with was the Rolling Stones and the Lakers. Certainly, both are past their primes, but you would still jump at the chance to watch LeBron slash Mick while you can. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Jacked start my eighth year of listening to the podcast. Jacob from Southern Illinois. Your neck of the woods there, uh, Trey Curry. Well, your state. Il- yeah, my <laughs> state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is he Southern Illinois University? Is he just the south part of the state? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Danville. Uh, I got a good answer for this one, though. The Celtics are Vampire Weekend. Because... Okay. 
like the Celtics are a young team, uh-huh. but they've been around for a while, and I feel like that's kind of the same yeah. case for Vampire Weekend. They all still have uh, very dark hair, not a lot of grays, unlike in this studio. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the Celtics, everything that Vampire Weekend does is at least good. Like, they put out four quality records, they hail from the Northeast, and both the Celtics and Vampire Weekend have a ton of white fans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. mostly, I would say. Probably. <laughs> okay. Celtics or Vampire Weekend. Okay, I went a different, different direction with the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics are the OJs, uh, because the Jays make me say, oh. oh uh, also, the Knicks are Mumford and Sons, uh, because there's a tampering investigation into whether Rick Brunson's presence got Jalen Brunson there, but the Knicks have kept Mumford and Sons about the situation. <laughs> and the Utah Holy Jazz. Shit, that's it, one of your wildest. Yeah. And the Utah <laughs> Jazz. <laughs> He's deep in the back level. like the fries are at the bottom. Oh, that's next level. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, this one's not as good. Uh, the Utah Jazz are. St- that one was good. The, this one's not as good. The Utah Jazz are Steely Dan because Danny Ainge is so hard to deal with. Yeah, they call like... him Steely Dan. Yeah, he's, he's a tough cracker. <laughs> There you go. just wanted to fire up the pun gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a yeah, day Trey, before the Trey NBA went, season starts. True and deeper with with the vamp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there good go. stuff. Uh, somebody said, "What just happened uh, in the stream team?" It blew some people's minds there. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Get your comparisons in though. Musical acts to uh, NBA teams. You can either get punny with it, like Tass, or uh, more of like uh, the parallels that Trey drew there in our. Uh, I guess our listener Jacob sent in. There. You know what? Fun question. What's good about the stream team? It, sometimes it feels like there's a live studio audience uh, <laughs> because Robert Herrero just said "boo." Oh wow! Respect. Throwing Respect. tomatoes. That feels good. That felt good. I feel alive. <laughs> Getting live stream boo. <laughs> that was get, for me. It wasn't for you. You got to get a response. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. Any response is great. You're like a like a wrestler. Yeah, well, gotta get that heat. Uh, that's that's fair. It's yeah. when they sit there and don't do anything. Oh, you don't want that. No, they want you want them cheering you, yeah. booing you, like Renee Paquette coming out to <laughs> Toronto crowd. That's She's right. back. Big pop for Renee. No more, no more Renee Young. Get out of here. Yeah, real name. Right, yeah. Name. yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. that Canadian name. <laughs> All right, we gotta take one more break. When we come back, a few more questions on the beach. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Some great responses to trying to find parallels between NBA teams. And, what do you uh, got? Well, like, That's hard. That's a hard one. Well, it's the stream team coming through here. Uh, Greg says, OKC are Nickelback. <laughs> they're full of Canadians and people hate on them, even though they're not that bad. <laughs> All right. But then I see Jamario <laughs> Moon Knight. The Pacers are Nickelback. Yeah, wow. Oof. But somebody else said, I'm trying to find who said it, but uh, couldn't you see Presty saying, look at this graph. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. 
Shout out to whoever said that. I can't find uh, where the heck it is. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, the like Pistons that. are Nirvana. There's a lot of just people saying things and not giving their reasoning. Yeah. Okay. You need a reason. Yeah. Um, no, I like the ones that just say it. And then they're like, nah. What else we got? Uh, Dallas Mavericks are Cindy Lauper. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay. The 2021 Lakers are the traveling Wilburys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they got together a lot of uh, famous musicians or famous uh, basketball players, but mm-hmm. the Traveling Wilburys had some bangers. I don't know if the oh. Lakers had any bangers last yeah. season. Yeah, and then uh, the Bulls are Blink-182 because they're back, <laughs> says Belinda Jane. <laughs> Blink-182 <laughs> nice. is back. You guys were talking about it on uh, Is This Good, I heard. Yeah, and it was actually nice that Matt sent in, like, you know, five songs that we were going to have to choose which was his favorite because... There are five good Blink-182 yeah. songs. It was nice to hear yeah. them again. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I, think I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> the Wilburys joke is that they're old, right? They're all stars, and they're super, okay. super old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, a fair comparison. I guess I, I'm just saying I thought that Traveling Wilburys experiment went better than the Lakers. Oh, there. yeah. That's yeah. that's very true. Uh, Stefan says the Heat are royal blood. They're doing a lot with just two instruments. I wish I understood that Ooh. reference, so, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's got a good reason it's a, at it's least. It's a two it's a two man group. Right? Oh okay, okay. Mm. Oh, the two man group. I saw that once. <laughs> Is anyone the blue man group? Yeah. <laughs> They're always banging on trash cans. Who's that? Oh, Houston Astros. Nice. <laughs> okay. I mean, they're quiet. Let's move. Maybe they're the Clippers. Quiet, quiet. Okay, let's go they to don't our talk. next uh, Q. Uh, a couple more before we wrap this bad boy up. Yo, I asked my buddy Grant, a longtime No Dunks fan, this the other day, but got no response. I got Glenn Big Dog Robinson as Poor Man's Mellow and Kevin Durant as Rich Man's Mellow. <laughs> so what's Grant supposed to say to that? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's I, a mellow somehow. Yeah. I'm feeling you, Grant. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that text? Uh, sure, Bobby. Anyway, uh, all scoring forwards, athleticism, production, and accomplishments level up at each iteration. What's another poor man, middle-class man, rich man triumvirate that you think about? That from the Jing, according to Bobby, Nanjing, China. Thank you, Bobby. Okay. Uh, for sending that baby in. So, so you he, got a poor man, you got a middle class man, and a rich man. And right. And so he told his buddy Grant that it's it goes <laughs> big dog Glenn Robinson to mellow to Kevin Durant. That is your uh, yeah. progression. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, big, do- big dog could have been better, but he wasn't. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty fair, so actually. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not bad. It's definitely fair to say Nate, I guess Glenn Robinson was a poor man's mellow. I'm not upset with that. You know. Yeah, a lot uh, of jab steps. I've got yeah. three. I've got three names, and I'm struggling to put them in the order. Mm. I think Trey might have an opinion on this. So I feel like I I have somewhere here a poor man, a middleman, and a rich man. Okay. The three names I'm just throwing them. I'll throw them in alphabetical order. Last name: Penny Hardaway, <laughs> John Morant, Derek Rose. Ooh, that's, I, a, that's, I, a tough, I, that's a tough call. Wow, that's a tough call. Uh, maybe I maybe this isn't a good answer. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I don't have a poor man. Of the, I don't know. I mean, I could throw yeah. that at the stream team, too. What's the order there? Who are you pouring out Penny, of that one? Penny, Young D-Rose, of course, and then John Morant. Current John Morant. Who's the rich man of the group? Well, if you're only counting when they were at their primes, it's Derek Got to be Rose. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I would go probably Penny, Ja, Rose, with the future yeah. considerations that Rose and Ja will switch. This is what I think. Mm-hmm. So I actually would have Rose. That's my thinking. Rose will be my middleman because I'm projecting Ja Morant's sure. career. And then Penny will be the poor man's and a lot of it because of injury. But, uh, mm. yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's fair. Okay. That's a yeah, good one. you got to put Penny in the, the poor man role, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. Just because of injuries. Uh, so I, I threw my triumvirate together as well. Uh, my poor man is Justice Winslow. My middle class man is Andre Iguodala. And my rich man is Scottie Pippen. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I think in a, in a different world, Justice Winslow is not done. He's not done. Oh, that's a uh, ve- I will say that's a very poor man's. Iguodala? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a poor man. Yeah, it's yeah. clear. It's, poor. it's clear he's the poor man, but he's, he plays the same game. Uh, and he, yeah. I, I still have hope, but you know. Uh, Iguodala and Pippen. It's similar. Yeah. Like if Iguodala stayed in that 
that more of a one-two role like he had in Philadelphia. Maybe he could have scored more like Scotty did. But uh, I actually watched an interview uh, between Scotty and Iguodala because there have been a lot of comparisons between the two. And it was an ESPN interview where Scotty said, you remind me of me when you were with Philadelphia more so than with uh, Golden State because you're mm-hmm. doing some scoring more. And Iguodala said uh, what Trey just said about OG Ananobi and why he picked him for most improved. Andre Iguodala said, I got more of that da-da-da-da-da, like left <laughs> to right dribbles, more of that package than you did. You know, you're straight straight to the rim guy. But, yeah, that, that's my, my poor class, middle class, rich man. You know, I don't – That's good. It's interesting because Iguodala – could be a Hall of Famer in that middle class yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Pippen's more of a rich man's Hall of Famer. Okay. Okay. Do you have one, Trey? Yeah, the three players I've stolen the most from my game. Brad Miller is a poor man's Pau Gasol. Right. Nikola Jokic is a rich man's Pau Gasol. Okay. That's... And they're all like, you know, a tall guy who's going to shoot a three pointer. Brad Miller would only do it from the top of the key. He could only throw a backdoor bounce pass. Then we got to Pau Gasol. He can hit a three from also the wing and maybe handle the ball, bringing it up the court. And then, of course, we have Nikola Jokic, who is the best offensive big man that we've seen doing crazy moves out there, great handles, and at the top of the 50 best assists every single year. There you go. He is, for sure. Those are all great guys. And also, a couple people, multiple people saying, Seth Curry to Del Curry to Steph Curry. (laughs) The Curry uh, iteration. Uh, Seth Curry is a poor man's Del Curry, and uh, Steph Curry is a rich man's Del Curry. Yeah wild that the dad's in the middle if you believe that fun stuff from the stream team uh all right final one here i believe no oh, no we got two more why not hey finger rollers pickle pizza pickle pasta pickle nachos deep fried pickles and pickle ball are all huge hits here in nova scotia if you haven't tried each of these i suggest you do thanks for the laughs and the nba content jab step two hard dribbles finger roll it's from e fletcher Letting us know that they're uh, up in Nova Scotia. They're, they're Team Pickle. Pickle and Pickle on everything. Holy crap. Pickle pizza I would do. Yeah, Absolutely. It sounds a little weird. Definitely sounds a little it. weird, but you like like a pickled jalapeno on a pizza? Pretty good. It's going to yeah, be a little yeah. bit different. Pickle pasta no, sounds. Yeah. That seems like the craziest ask to me. I've had a deep fried pickle. They're good. Uh, I will say a little underwhelming. I always think they're going to be a little bit better, but they're fine. Pickle nachos, okay. Same as like yeah. throwing a jalapeno on a piece of pizza, but pickle pasta. <laughs> Seems very pickle forward. Mm, yeah, we shall maybe. See. You haven't tried any of these? No. No. Oh. Deep well, deep fried pickles. No, not like a full deep fried pickle from a country fair. A fried sliced pickle. <laughs> from a country isn't, that yeah. a fair, isn't that a fair thing? I don't know. I guess. It feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, no, you get it. Yeah, you can have it as nah, an they app have it, too. They have it in pubs and really? stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was just up it. there this summer. Okay. The pasta. Are they talking like? Yeah. What making the pasta like zucchini pasta? You know. Like, Ooh, like I think so. Oh, really? probably. probably. Ooh, that'd, that'd be, be wild. That's a lot. That's a lot of pickle. <laughs> I don't know. I think when it's made into pasta that it wouldn't be that pickle it forward. It can't be like that. <laughs> no, it's like what part of the pickle gets <laughs> Yeah. Gets, you know, sliced into that, gets uh, peeled into that. I don't know. Yeah. But a zucchini you can make it happen because of its firmness. So what is the pickle pasta? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I Googled pickle pasta and the main Recipes that are coming up are dill pickle pasta salad, which is probably oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, like kind of like a slaw a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably what he means. Ah, yeah. yeah. I hate I hate pasta hot pickle salad. Oh, hot pickle cold, pasta. Cold, cold, cold pasta. I'm not a fan of. You don't like pasta salad? No. No orzo. No I orzo. really dislike it. Mm. It's it's texture. It's the cold. I loop up. But JD, big news. I tried pickleball. Ooh. I played pickleball on Friday for the first time. I, I told Rachel, actually. I saw it in the uh, Slack, yeah. and she was more excited than I've ever seen her about anything. <laughs> Your wife was excited play. I was playing yeah, pickleball. Yeah, because, because it's another person in her network uh, of people that she could play pickleball with. She's, a, she's legit obsessed now. Really? Yeah, yeah. We're going for a pickleball lesson tomorrow morning. Lessons? She's got yeah. We're getting a, getting a lesson, and then I come back here to do the show, and she's going to play pickleball at the Y for an hour and a half. Holy throwing down! Okay. Yeah, so well, it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's fun. Yeah, uh, I need to play a couple more times before I give you guys the full report. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I was actually thrown into the deep end. I was playing with people that were okay. like <laughs> pretty damn good. Yeah, so I, it was a, a steep learning curve. But you know, trying to hang my like hang out there. I, you know, I could at least serve and get it back. But yeah. man. 
You got to keep your feet out of the kitchen. Yeah, got to keep it out of the kitchen. <laughs> Stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> it's tough. You want to go to the net. You got to go to the net. But you can't get too close. But you can't get too But close. then when the ball goes in the kitchen, you can go in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, then you got to get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Very confusing. Did you uh, see the clip of Dirk uh, nailing a pickleball shot? Uh, no. I'm not sure what he did. I saw it in passing, and I was like, God damn, Dirk. Like, you already look big on uh, <laughs> yeah. a pickleball court, but he just looked massive. And I think he was playing with his brother or something. Or I don't Like, know the reach he... they would have. <laughs> oh, my God. It's insane. Yeah, it was, like, crazy. So, okay. I'm not surprised LeBron bought a team. All right. So pickleball podcast coming yeah, soon. It's coming, got, it's, as far, as, if Rachel has anything to do with it, where is she starting? To, <laughs> no dinks coming soon. No dinks. I love it. Uh, all right. Oh, I got a really dumb, quick pickleball question because I've read so much about pickleball, and I don't have this answer. What's the ball? It's, it's a, a it's a ball. wiffle ball, basically. Yeah. yeah. There there are apparently different indoor and outdoor pickleballs. Oh, I didn't know that. The size of the holes in the ball, oh. but it's a, it's a wiffle ball. It bounces though, you know. But not like cement. a tennis ball. It's, no. it's very different. Yeah. If you play tennis, it's uh, they p- tennis players struggle a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Uh, the scoring is weird, though. I remember yeah. you were saying that, JD. Takes a little bit because if you're playing twos, or maybe even if you're not, um, you get like two serves, and you only score a point if you're serving. Volleyball, like classic old school volleyball uh, right. rules there. But it's like the. How you call it out? Like right. it's three, three, five, two. Right. And then who's two again? <laughs> yeah. And it switches. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's confusing. But uh, anyway, you'll get the hang of it. Pickleball. Bonus uh, question here, guys. We're gonna end with this because we're talking about other sports. Uh, Gregorio, by way of YouTube, sent this one in, so we do see them, guys. Uh, what would be the best ball to hoop with from another sport? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ruling out football. <laughs> Ruling out hockey puck. <laughs> no yeah, offense, yeah. but I don't think we're gonna do it either of those. Okay, what's the what's the short list? Short list, I would say volleyball. Yeah, you said soccer ball. Yeah, I think it's gotta be on the short list. It's on the short list. Yeah. Size wise, it's right there. Yeah. Tennis ball too crazy, too small. <laughs> too crazy. The bounce is nice. The bounce is a is a factor to me. So I think for a combination <laughs> of size, grip, and bounce factor. Yeah. Gotta be volleyball. You're going me. volleyball. Yeah. So you're you're in a pinch. Nobody brought a ball. Uh, Leah's traveled to the other side of the globe, purposely didn't bring a ball, and then they, and then no one has a basketball, and they're like, "What are we playing with?" Bring a volleyball, okay. I guess. Yeah, I think sure. you're probably right. Yeah, and there's something that's in the exact same family is a handball ball. You know, when you're yeah. watching the Olympics and they're throwing that ball it's around. It's like a mini ball, right? They can handle it. They bounce it. So I just figure like it's the same. That's a good point. Same, yeah. How big is it? I guess it's like a mini I think it's like a mini ball. Yeah. Like smaller so maybe, than a volleyball. Maybe then. even a little smaller. Yeah. You remember like you'd go like. Oh, yeah. Of course. Those mini balls. We uh, always yeah. played with My them. My answer is mini ball. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Smaller basketball. WNBA ball. Uh, I see a lot of people saying um, a kickball or a dodgeball ball. Like, you know, like oh. just that you play sports in a middle school gym class. Yeah, like a big red ball. Big red, red ball. But is that going to fit through the hoop? Like, I guess it's not that That's probably a, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get the right size. That's a good one. That's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gregorio, what a question. I mean, yeah, we were debating before we went live. Like you were like sort of volleyball right away. And I did want to make the case for soccer ball. I think you're like you're just you're just worried about the bouncing of a soccer ball. Yeah, it's tough. It'd be tough to dribble a soccer ball, I yeah. think. But, if, but I, I like the weight that... of a soccer ball more than a volleyball, putting it on the rim. That's a great point. Right? If you if you've got a rack of them, <laughs> if you got a rack at three point contests, yeah, yeah. no basketballs, fill them with soccer balls. Yeah. But if you're playing a game, it's a, a volleyball baby. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I think that's exactly right. And then uh, what about bowling balls? That's for building finger strength for the upcoming season. <laughs> wow. Did y'all ever have that like weighted medicine ball that was just like a slightly heavier version of yeah, a basketball? Yeah. That was a weird thing to practice with. Yeah. It looked like the oldest basketball of all time. <laughs> Just throw this around. All right, Mr. Buck, if you say so. Oh, yeah, like an exercise ball. Yeah. yeah. Well, like a huge one. That wouldn't fit in the rim. <laughs> it will be. Well, you just have to play like uh, old peach basket rules. Mm. You get it on top. If it sits on top of the rim and somebody oh, comes in. Yeah. Balance ball. Broom sticks it out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dodgeballs, people are saying. I think that's, that's the, the rubber ball. one in my opinion. But yeah. uh, all right. What a random weird question to end with. But that's beat stepping, and you guys can send them in to nodunksattheathletic.com. Your NBA, non-NBA, or NBA adjacent questions. Tweet them in at nodunksinc. That's I-N-C on the end. Or leave them in the YouTube comments uh, if you're feeling frisky. Uh, before we go, send in our best. Send in some love 
to Dikembe Mutombo, who is undergoing treatment for a brain tumor, and Nate Robinson, who is undergoing treatment for uh, um, kidney failure. So sending love to both those guys who we've had uh, the honor to uh, talk to before. Absolutely, before. yeah. And some of our favorites, if I'm being mm-hmm. completely honest. Completely they were both true. incredible interviews yeah. on our old shows. So. Yeah, did not like hearing no. that news from either either camp there. Yeah. Hopefully they're both recovering as we speak. So that's it for today's show. Like I said, back tomorrow, NBA tiers. What does it mean? Are we crying or are we ranking the teams <laughs> in particular tiers? We'll figure it out. <laughs> 10 a.m. Eastern, live tomorrow here from the Classic Factory. And then we got no bunts and we're jumping on the athletic NBA stream to get ready for these games tomorrow night. And we got our own pregame show at 645. And my God, then we're actually watching basketball. That matters. And hopefully we get a wedgie tomorrow night. I'd like to oh, start the huge. season with a That'd bang. That'd be huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So keep sending in your questions. Like, subscribe if you haven't done that already. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us here today. We will see you guys tomorrow morning. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I'm with KB13 here in the stream team. Justice Winslow looked decent on the blaze. Yeah, decent, baby. Don't give up. Don't give up. He's still there. He's a poor man's Iguodala who's a poor man's pivot. I know. Is he? I, I guess he's not. I guess. Whatever that, that terminology. <laughs> <laughs> poor man. Medium man. <laughs> medium man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm a medium man myself. <laughs> doing all that I can. All right. Uh, go get your medium man t-shirts over at <laughs> nodunks.com. Brace the day, people. Uh, I need a large for my buddy Wade.